This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 18 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. As many of you know, The Aldrich Family is one of my all-time favorite old-time radio shows. It began on Broadway when the minor character Henry Aldrich, played by Ezra Stone, appeared in the play What a Life, written by Clifford Goldsmith. After a 39-week run as a sketch on the Kate Smith Hour, it was given its own time slot, and Goldsmith was asked to write the show. It was a top-ten ratings hit within two years of its premiere, and Goldsmith became the highest-paid writer in radio at $3,000 a week. Stone reprised his role as Henry, and Catherine Rott played his mother, Alice, House Jameson, his father, Sam, several actresses voiced his sister, Mary, and Jackie Kelk played his best friend, Homer Brown. Henry and Homer became two of the most popular friends on comedy radio. Stone enlisted in the Army, and was replaced by Norman Tokar for two seasons, then Dickie Jones for one, then Raymond Ives for another, until Stone's return. After Stone retired from the show in 1952, the final role of Henry was played by Bobby Ellis. Now sit back and enjoy the October 28th and November 4th, 1948 broadcasts of The Aldrich Family. And now the Jello Family presents... Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! It's the Aldrich family, based on characters originated by Clifford Goldsmith, and starring Ezra Stone as Henry, with Jackie Kelk as Homer. And yes, it's the Jell-O family, with its three famous desserts. Jell-O in those six delicious flavors, regular Jell-O puddings, with that old-fashioned homemade flavor, and Jell-O tapioca puddings. A miracle of goodness, a marvel of speed. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yes, sir. And now for the Aldridge family. typical teenage boy is a little like a mirror. No man can follow Henry Aldrich very long, for instance, without seeing a reflection of the boy he used to be. The scene opens in the cafeteria at Central High School. It is right after school. Gee, Homer, do I feel great. I haven't had a soda in two whole weeks. You're sure making up for it now. Boy, when I think of it. 
giving up ice cream just so I wouldn't catch cold in my vocal cords. Boy, what a waste of time. Me, 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 me. I beg your pardon? Nothing. Only speaking of vocal cords, I'm just keeping mine limbered up. Homer, are you sure you don't want a soda? No, thanks. I'm not taking any chances with my voice. Me, 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 me. Boy, am I glad I'm not in the cast. Once the rehearsals for that operetta start, you'll be tied down every darn afternoon, you poor kid. I don't mind. Well, I'll be as free as a bird. I can go skating. I can go on hikes. And, gee, I can do all kinds of things. All by yourself, Hen? There's Willie, isn't there? Willie? He's in the chorus with me. He is? Along with Toby and Charlie? Sure. Me, 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 me. Homer. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm kind of bored sitting here. Look, what do you say we go upstairs and just have a look at the bulletin board? I thought you said you were positive your name wouldn't be there. Sure, I'm positive. It just couldn't be there. Me, 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 me. Homer, are you sure you didn't see my name anywhere on the list? And I told you, all I saw was my own name. <sighs> Gee, that's a relief. I don't know why I ever tried out for the darn thing in the first place. Me, 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 me. And besides, Homer, besides, do you really think Gilbert and Sullivan is any good anymore? Sure, don't you? Especially the Mikado. Gee, the way they'll have to make you up, nobody will ever recognize you. Not even your own family. Me, 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 me. Homer, I don't, I don't like to be rude, but if all you're going to say from now on is me, 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 frankly, the conversation's bound to get a little dull. It's Geraldine Love. I wonder if she's in the cab. Forget it, Homer. There are other people interested in other things other than operettas. My goodness, Henry, congratulations. You mean me, don't you, Geraldine? No, Henry. Why? Because I drank four chocolate sundaes in a row? Henry, I saw your name, you modest thing, you. Who, me? You saw his name where? On the bulletin board, my goodness. What? But I didn't make the operetta. It's impossible. You certainly did. Your name's up there as large as life. Why? Sure. Well, there must be some mistake, Geraldine. You, you, you must have seen Hank Allardyce's name. Henry, where are you going? Um, no place exactly. I just thought I'd casually go up and see who is, well, whose name is like mine. <laughs> Mildred, how on earth did his name ever get on that list? I'm almost positive you dictated it to him. Why would I do a thing like that? Henry Aldrich in the leading role of the Mikado? I know. Mildred, you'll just have to hunt him up immediately and tell him the whole thing was a mistake. You mean I have to tell him? Mr. Cooper, may I have a word with you, please? Oh, certainly, Mr. Bradley. <laughs> on your way, Mildred. But, Mr. Cooper... Mildred? Now, Mr. Cooper, my calendar tells me we're nearing operetta time again. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Now, there's nothing that makes me happier, Mr. Cooper, than to see you put on your little show once a year. Thank you, sir. And when the time comes, I'll buy my ticket and I'll attend the performance as a total stranger, I hope. That, that, that's... Fine, Mr. Bradley. I mean by that, Mr. Cooper, I'd appreciate it if I could be completely excluded from all plans and preparations. Oh, certainly, sir. And I trust you'll keep the auditorium doors tightly closed during rehearsal? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tightly. Yes. 
You'll also do everything in your power to see that the entire school isn't disrupted by your little show. I give you my word, Mr. Bradley, nothing will go wrong this year. And let's not borrow quite so much furniture this time. Uh, sir? We were still returning last year's in June. Excuse me, Mr. Cooper. Henry Aldrich is Hello, here. Hello, Mr. Cooper. Henry. And how are you feeling, Mr. Bradley? Just fine, Henry. How are you? Me? Boy, I'm on top of the world. Henry, uh, if you'll step back into the hall, Mildred has something to say to you. She wants to give me my card? Uh, she'll tell you about it. Okay. And thank you for everything, sir. Mr. Cooper... Don't you think it would be more official if you told him? Mildred, it was your mistake. Operetta trouble, Mr. Cooper, so soon? Hey, it's nothing for you to worry about, Mr. Bradley, I assure you. Uh, goodbye, Mildred. Oh, dear. Mildred, did you hear the good news about me, I mean? Listen, Henry. Boy, this is the first decent break I've had since the princess and the woodcutter. Henry, there's something I have to tell you. It was in kindergarten, see, and I could swing an axe as well as the next fellow. But the whole trouble was my hair. Henry! A little kid with curly hair got the part. But I didn't mind. <laughs> Gee, my life was just starting. Henry, please listen to me. What's the matter, Mildred? Didn't you get a part in the operetta? B because if you didn't, I'd be glad to ask Mr. Cooper to give you another chance. <gasps> Henry, you're only making things worse. What's going on here? Oh, nothing, Mr. Bradley. I was just telling Mildred... I can't do it, that's all. Henry, what have you said to Mildred to upset her like that? <laughs> Nothing. What did you say to her? Well, do you all we were talking about was the operetta, Mr. Bradley. Operetta? So it's starting to upset the entire school already. Mr. Bradley, I hope you don't feel that getting the leading part has gone to my head. Uh, what's that? The leading part? You? You mean you're bowled over, too? <laughs> I'm very glad you phoned, Mr. Cooper. I was considering writing him a letter, Mrs. Aldrich, but then it occurred to me that his mother might be the best one to tell him. Oh, I'm sure I won't have any difficulty, Mr. Cooper. I can't tell you how sorry I am the whole thing happened. Oh, well, I'm sure Henry doesn't really believe he's playing the lead in your operetta. He doesn't? There's one thing about us, Aldriches. We know our failings. Yes, but... And just between you and me, Mr. Cooper, Henry can't sing a note. Oh, I wouldn't say that, Mrs. Aldrich. It's just that he can't sing them in the right order. <laughs> I think I hear him coming in now. Well, good luck, Miss Aldrich. Oh, I'm sure I won't have any trouble. Goodbye. Mr. Wyatt, sing a thread and happy. A ballad song. Said, Hello, Mother. Hello, Henry. Three guesses what I'm singing. No, 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 no. Yes, dear. And guess what else? I'm to play the lead in the operetta. Yes, dear. Sit down. Sit down? Gee, I can't take time to sit down for the next month. I've got to get started on my homework. Your homework? Sure, and get some decent marks so I don't get thrown out of the cast. Henry, you can sit down for a minute. You and I have to have a little talk. We do? Okay. And now then... Me, 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 me. Dear, do you think that's nice? You go ahead and talk, Mother. I'll just be rehearsing in between. Me, 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 me. Henry. Yes, Father? Uh. What, Father? Yeah, that is, uh, uh, your mother wanted me to explain something to you, so, uh, did you enjoy your dinner, son? I'll say, boy, who wouldn't enjoy a dinner like that? Yes. Why do you su suppose Mother had all my favorite things tonight? Even strawberry shortcake a la mode. Oh, that's because 
Uh, well, we're all extremely fond of you, Sarah. You are? Extremely. Gee, thanks. And, uh, sit down, Henry. Sure. And anyway, I think I know. Know what? Why everybody in the family is suddenly being so nice to me. Because for the first time in my natural life, you can be proud of me. Henry, some people might be proud because their children can play a leading role in an operetta, but personally, you know how I judge my children? How, Father? By the way, they can take a disappointment. Well, boy, I've certainly taken plenty of them in my time, <laughs> Well, now... And you know, Father, when I used to come home from school year after year, and you'd say, did you make the football team? Or are you in the orchestra? And I'd say no. Uh, Henry... And you used to say to me, gee whiz, Henry, why let them get you down? So you didn't make it this year. Okay, keep trying. You'll make it next year. Uh, Henry... Well, now I'll let you in on a secret, Father. Frankly, I always thought you were kind of talking through your hat. Oh, you did? But now, boy, now I realize that's all a person has to do. Just keep trying. And sooner or later, you're bound to get a break. That's true. But uh, on the other hand... And gee, Father, as long as I live, I'll never forget that lesson you taught me. Yes. Uh, would you excuse me a minute? Alice! Father, what is it you wanted to tell me? Alice, where are you? Out here in the hall. Did you tell him, Sam? Well, we... we've been discussing it. You mean you haven't told him? Alice, it isn't just the fact that he thinks he's playing the lead, it's... It's what, Sam? Look, why can't we phone the school and have someone there tell him? Dear, I thought you were impatient with me because I was afraid to tell him. Alice, I don't think you realize how important this is to the boy. Hello, everybody. Isn't it wonderful? Well, what's wonderful, Homer? Gee, the way Henry's overcome all his handicaps and landed on top of the pile. What's that? Hey, Han, are you in the living room? Sam, what does he mean by Henry's handicap? Hen? Hi, Homer. You're just in time. I am? For what? I'm just going to do a little rehearsing. You can tell me if I hit a bum note here and there. You? A bum note? I hit them, Homer. I hit them. Oh, go on. You're just being modest. Didn't Mr. Cooper pick you for the lead out of the whole school? Yeah, and the more I think about it, the more I'm more surprised than anybody. Come on, you want me to play the piano for you? Sure, here's the music. Okay. Let her rip. <clears throat> now, Henry. The flowers that bloom in the spring. Tra -la. What happened to the tra -la? <laughs> You must have hit a wrong note. Oh, I guess so. Well, let's start again. The flowers that bloom yes, in this room. Yes, Father? Would you come into the dining room for a moment? Sure. Homer, you be practicing that part meanwhile. What is it, Father? Henry, uh, I've just been having a discussion with about something with your mother, and I wanted your opinion. Sure. Is it regarding music? Uh, well, not exactly. In a few weeks, Henry, I'm making a trip to Washington on business, and uh, your mother and I wondered if you wouldn't like to go along. To Washington? No! Yes! Gee, there's nothing in this world I'd rather do. Boy! Of course, it would mean resigning from the operetta, but after all, a trip to Washington. Father, when would you be going? When is the operetta? The week of the 27th. That's when we're going. <laughs> You mean I'd have to give up my part? I'm afraid so. But, Father, what would Mr. Cooper say? 
Everybody think I was walking out on them. Henry, I'm sure you could explain it to them. I couldn't explain it to Geraldine very well. She's playing opposite me. Well, yes, She but... might even take it personally. But, Henry, you've never been to Washington, D.C. It's the capital of your country. Sure, Father. And I appreciate your offering me the trip. But, Henry... But duty comes first. Come on, Homer. Let's get back to work. Okay, and I think I know where I was making my mistake. Let's go. The flowers that bloom in the spring, tra-la, breathe promise of merry sunshine. As we merrily dance and we sing, tra-la. Hey, Homer. Yeah? You got a little closer that time, but you're still kind of flat. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ian. Well, that's okay. Some people just don't have any ears for music. It isn't their fault. Gee, I could have sworn I was sticking to the music. Yes, Mother. Dear, uh, have you looked at it this way? Looked at what? There really isn't any money in singing. There isn't? I'm afraid not, dear. You see, organizations that hire singers usually can't afford to pay very much. Well, I, I know. Well, for but... instance, you take our church group. While we'd love to be able to afford a singer, our budget just won't permit it. Gee whiz, Mother, if that's all you're worried about, I'd be glad to sing at your church. <laughs> and I wouldn't think of charging. Oh, dear. Sam! Henry isn't the only one who's anxious to sing. Here are a few notes from Meredith Wilson and his talking people. Intermission! Intermission! Jello is the grandest dessert in the world. And now, back to the Alvitz. Hey, wait just a minute here. How can you interrupt the Alvitz family in such a crucial situation? Well, you can always interrupt with anything as tempting as Jell-O's six delicious flavors. Starting with strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, lime. And every one of those rich, fruit-like flavors reminds you of the real ripe fruit itself. Flavor that's locked right into Jello, locked in so that it can't possibly get out until your first delectable spoonful. That's fine. Intermission over. Curtain, curtain, curtain going up. Hey, hold it there. Intermission is not over. I haven't even begun to tell the people half of the wonderful things about Jello, all the variety of salads and desserts that you can make so easily with any one of Jello's six delicious flavors. Take, for instance, uh, strawberry, raspberry, cherry, lemon, lemon. <laughs> okay, kids, you win. Oh. And now, back to the Aldrich family. Yes, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Due to a mistake... Henry has gotten the impression that he has played a lead in the school's production of the Mikado. The task of informing Henry of the error has been passed from one to the other, with the result that no one has told him. The scene opens in Geraldine Love's house. It is the next day. But, Mother, he's so unreasonable about the whole thing. Who's unreasonable, Geraldine? Charlie Clark, Mother. Haven't you been listening? Well, well yes, Just but because I... he didn't get the leading part in the operetta, and Henry Aldrich did. He says he has a far better voice, and all Henry got the part on was his good looks. He got it on what? His good looks, Mother, his good looks. Haven't you noticed Henry in the right light recently? No, I can't say I have. Well, anyhow, Charlie Clark...
got so mad, he says he's through with the Dramatic Society, the Debating Society, and the Promotion of International Goodwill Society. In fact, he says he's going to leave school. Who is? Charlie Clark, Mother. My goodness, haven't you been listening? Uh, come right in, please. Thank you. Gee, Professor Everett, I guess you hardly remember me, huh? Uh, Henry Aldrich, you said? Yes, sir. I used to take piano lessons from you. You did? Sure, for two years. And then you had to go away on a long vacation. <laughs> Yes, I remember now. I'll never forget it. Well, how nice of you to drop in, Henry. Thank you. A social call, I hope? Uh, not exactly. You see, up until recently, I didn't have any voice to speak of. But all of a sudden, it seems to have turned into something. Is that so? And while I'm not sure I ought to take on more studies, I'd just be interested in learning what you charge. For singing lessons? Yes, sir. And since my folks have poured so much money into you in the past, well, I, I thought I'd try to swing this myself. I see. Well, suppose you sing something for me. Sure. Uh, do you happen to be familiar enough with Tit Willow to accompany me? I'll do my best. Okay. Me, 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 me. On a tree by a river, a little tom tit sang, Willow, tit willow, tit willow. <laughs> and, and I said to him, Dicky Bird, why do you sit singing willow, tit willow, tit willow? Is it weakness of it? Huh? That's fine, Harry. But I learned all three verses. Uh, yes, but... Uh... Frankly, Henry, I'm inclined to agree with you. About my voice? No. You really shouldn't take on any more study. Will the orchestra please come to order? Thank you. Toby Smith, did you hit George over the head with your violin? No, sir. He just stood up. <laughs> order. 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 Now, I just want to say one thing. We start rehearsals with the cast in two more days, and they're going to need some recognizable music. So let's go through a wandering minstrel once again. And please don't play anything you haven't got. There's enough missing already. A one, two, three. <laughs> Bradley, you mean the auditorium doors weren't closed? They were, Mr. Cooper, but may I have a word with you out here in the hall? Well, I certainly, certainly, Mr. Bradley, certainly. Uh, will the orchestra please stay put? After you, Mr. Cooper. No, 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 sir. After you, Mr. Bradley, sir. First of all, I've just had a very interesting telephone conversation with Mrs. Aldrich. Henry's mother? Yes. It seems that Henry still thinks he's going to play the lead in your operetta. Oh, no, Mr. Bradley. I phoned his mother yesterday myself. She told him. But the fact remains, she hasn't told him, nor has anyone else told him. Why not? She says that isn't the question. She wants to know why you allowed Henry to believe he was playing the lead in the first place. Oh, may I explain that? When I have finished, 
I have here a petition signed by some 30 students headed by the name of Charlie Clark, stating that unless Charlie is given the leading role, they will drop out of all school activities, including the drive to raise funds for new trays in the cafeteria. And now, Mr. Bradley, may I explain? <laughs> when I have finished. I also have a letter here from the mother of a student named Mildred Carter. You know her, of course. Uh, she's the girl who posted Henry's name on the bulletin board. The child is in bed as the result of a nervous collapse. <laughs> well, I, I, I... Once more, Mr. Cooper, you are putting on an operetta. And once more, the operetta is upsetting the entire school. Very well, Mr. Bradley. I'll tell Henry myself that he is not playing the lead in the Macabre. About that, Mr. Cooper, I have here a report from no less than six of Henry's teachers who say that overnight he's showing more industry and application than anyone else in his classes. Who, Henry Aldrich? The boy's apparently taken a new lease on life. Why, that, that's astounding. And in view of the fact that scholastic standing is always of prime importance. Uh, yes, sir. How can you now take Henry Aldrich out of the leading part in your operetta? But, 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 Mr. Bradley, what am I going to do? The question is, Mr. Cooper, what am I going to do now that your little operetta has turned the entire school upside down? <laughs> I don't see how you can possibly go through with it. Alice, I've just attended a two-hour meeting of the entire high school faculty. The entire faculty? And this is what was decided. And there is nothing to do now but let Henry know. I wouldn't have the courage. Courage or not, it's my fault things have gone as far as they have. Henry! Yes, Father? Will you step into the living room, please? Sam, I've known people who were scarred for life because of a thing like this. Were you calling I, Father? Yes, Henry. Uh... Alice, I think you'd better leave. I think so, too. Henry, I'll be out in the kitchen making you a chocolate cake. Father, is there something wrong with Mother? No, Henry. <laughs> Just sit down. Okay. Henry, can you take some bad news? Yes, sir. It's about the operetta. You mean because you're going to Washington, you won't be able to hear me sing? Henry, I'm going to let you have it straight from the shoulder. Think I dreaded telling Henry that instead of playing the lead, 
He was to be head stage manager. The best stage manager Central High ever had. Yeah, nobody but a boy could take it on the chin like that and bounce right back again. I'm all ready, Father. Henry, what are you doing with that suitcase? Gee whiz, I'm all packed. What time does our train leave? What train? For Washington. For Washington. <laughs> what? Sure, Father. Isn't this the night you said you were taking me? Alice. Uh... Sam. Henry, your mother has something to tell you. Sam, over you. Come back here. Boy, Geraldine, you were swell in tonight's operetta. Oh, thanks, Henry. You were a wonderful business manager, too. Oh, gee, thanks. You know, you could make singing your whole future career. Oh, no. I've got another career all picked out. You have? My goodness, yes. I want to marry a famous businessman. Don't you mean a business manager? Well, speaking of careers, what a famous one Jell-O has made for itself as America's favorite gelatin dessert. Yes, Jell-O. The luscious, shimmering dessert that comes in six delicious flavors. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. All six rich with that famous locked-in goodness. Tomorrow, try Jell-O peach and banana mold. Just prepare one package of lime Jell-O as usual. Then pour your Jell-O over one half cup of drained canned sliced cling peaches arranged in a mold. Add one sliced banana and chill until firm. It's a quick and easy dessert to make, and it's so gay to look at, so tempting to eat. Stock up on Jell-O for the weekend. Look for those big red letters on the box. Those big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. If you have a heart, listen. Last year, one person died every minute from heart disease. Let's do something about it. Send a donation to your local Heart Association campaign or to the American Heart Association, Box 500, New York City. Money can help the fight against heart disease. So open your heart and give. Family starring Ezra Stone as Henry with Jackie Kelk as Homer. It's written by Patricia Jowdry and Del Dinsdale with music by Jack Miller. Mr. and Mrs. Aldrich are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. And this is Dan Seymour in New York saying, The Aldrich Family is brought to you by the Jello Family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O cat, fioca puddings. Yes, sir. And now stay tuned for the Burns and Allen Show, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. 
At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming, Mother. Thank heaven, American boys eventually grow up. But no matter how important or how old they become, they always like to grow down to boyhood again to recapture their teenage and the adventures of Henry Aldrich. The scene opens in the Aldrich front hall. It is Saturday morning. Well, I guess I'm just about all set, Homer. Gee, Henry. Gee, how'd you ever talk your folks into it? I didn't have to, Homer. After all, it's the most natural thing in the world to do. Boy, I bet this is the biggest day in your life since your first pair of long pants. (laughs) Gee whiz. My mother and father just suddenly realized that I've reached the age of manhood. Gee, I wish I would. Henry? Yes, Mother? Have you got your money? Sure, Mother. Well, here, I want you to tie it up in this handkerchief. Mother. Oh, Alice, stop worrying. He won't lose it. Sure. Gee whiz, didn't we all agree I wasn't a kid anymore? That's right, son. Now run along and use your own judgment about the whole thing. Thanks, Dad. And Homer, when we get down there, I don't want you saying anything. Nothing at all. Only if I ask for your opinion. And even if he asks you, Homer, please don't interfere. We want Henry to make his decision entirely on his own. Sure. Come on, Homer. Let's go. Only, Henry, if you really can't decide, be sure and phone me. I'll be okay, Mother. Good luck, Henry. Dear, have you got the handkerchief? Yes, Mother. Goodbye. But please be careful. And Henry... Alice, let him go. Sam, we should never have let him do it. No, Alice, Henry's perfectly capable of handling a thing like this by himself. Well, maybe he is. But just the same... Why are you putting your coat on? Sam, I'm going to stay a good hundred yards behind him. Alice, you're going to do no such thing. Well, here I am, everybody. How do you like me? What's so terrible? Sam, speak to him. I refuse to say a word to him until he takes that thing off his head. You, you mean you don't like the hat, Father? Well, after you told me I could choose my own? All he needs now is spats and a cane. Henry, I hardly know what to say to you. But, Mother... My goodness, a straw hat. Dear, what on earth possessed you to buy a thing like that? Look, Mother, it's a genuine West Indian straw worth fourteen fifty, And on account of winter coming on, I got it for only $3. Have you told any of my friends saw him walking along under that? Mary, Mother said I could pick it out myself. Oh, no, I didn't. 
Sam, you were the one who decided your son could choose his own clothes from now on. Alice, he's your son as much as he is mine. Uh, look, look, let me sort of walk away from you, Mother, so you can get a better perspective. What's that? The whole trouble is everybody's just looking at it too closely. Pretend I'm walking down the street, see? Yes? Doesn't the hat begin to look better? Keep on walking, Henry. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> you see my point? There. Now it looks fine. Precisely. Henry, will you please stop this foolishness and come back here? Mother, won't you please try to look at the overall effect? You always have to make an adjustment when you see a man you're not used to in a hat. Oh, I mean... Henry, let's not waste any more time talking. You'll just have to march straight down to the Emporium and return that hat. Return it? Mother, you don't mean... You're just kidding, aren't you? I've never been more serious in my life. But gee whiz, Mother, I can't. Father, you see my side, don't you? Sam, will you please explain to Henry that you were wrong about the whole thing? Uh, as a matter of fact, Alice, I just remember some work I have to do. Sam! Mother, look, I can't go back. I can't. Henry, it's a perfectly simple matter to walk into a store and say, I've changed my mind about this and I'd like my money back, please. Of course it is, Henry. Oh, boy. My goodness, I do it all the time. But, Mother, the clerk will think I think that I don't know my own mind. Just tell him your mother refuses to let you wear it. After him calling me, sir? Oh, gee. was <laughs> I... I can't walk into a store and start talking about my mother as if... as if I was a little boy. Dear, even big boys have mothers. Now, please start. <laughs> gee whiz, mother, I can't. I just can't. Very well. Mary, will you please take Henry by the hand and... Mary, don't you touch me. <laughs> Are you ready to go by yourself? Mother, listen, won't you please try to look at it this way? Yes, sir, is there something I can do for you? Why, yes, as a matter of fact, I... Homer, how would you like to sort of step over there and look at those coats a minute? Well, Henry, I'm interested. Oh, you interested in buying a coat, young man? Me? Gee whiz, no, I've got a coat. Homer. Well, I guess it wouldn't do any harm to investigate. Look, uh, mister, uh, look, uh, about this hat, it isn't that I don't like it. I knew you'd like it, sir. Why, in all my years in hats, I've never seen a face that fitted a hat the way yours fits that one. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Only, that's exactly what worries me, the fit. The fit? Well, we can certainly remedy that. You can? Well, I don't mean the fit so much as, well, as my doctor. What's that? I I don't know how it slipped my mind, but according to my doctor, I shouldn't wear a hat, I think. Why not? Well, I'm sort of... Losing my hair. And, and... Oh, is that so? Well, if you're really losing your hair, you don't ever want to be seen without a hat. I don't? No, sir. Now, just let me set it back on your head. But, mister, what I... Always remember to give it a pat, like this. There you are. Well, sure, only... You... How do I look in this? Homer, where are you? Right here, inside this coat, isn't it? <laughs> Young man, are you interested in buying that raccoon coat? I'm interested, sure. How much is it? Three hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, frankly, I've suddenly lost interest. <laughs> Mister, look, look about this hat. I've, I've decided to return it. Return it? Sure. And I'd like my money back, please, if you don't mind. Well, well that is. What's the matter? Didn't your mother like the hat? My m- mother? Well, <laughs> gee, 
She has nothing to do with it. Well, that is... Well, I'm sorry, sir, but I'm afraid we can't take it back. Why not? What about your initials? Oh, I forgot about the initials. There they are, right on the sweatband. H-A, as large as life. We never take a hat back once it's been initialed. But couldn't you remove them? Remove them? Yeah. Well, how could we remove initials? They're perforated. Look, H-A. Oh. Well, couldn't you just add a T to the H-A? And then you'd have H-A-T. You know. Now, just a minute, son. Is this Mr. Harold Acorn? Alcorn, Henry. What's that? I mean Alcorn. Yeah? Who's this? Well, you don't know me, see? I just found your name in the phone book. You did? Sure. I'm phoning everybody I can find who has the initials, H.A. Look, how would you feel about a swell new hat? Yeah? What program is this? What program? Sure. Didn't you say you were giving away a hat? No, gee whiz, I'm selling it. Selling it? Look, just let me ask you this. What size is your head? Eight and a half. What's it to you? Eight and a half? Wow. <laughs> just forget the whole thing. Goodbye. <laughs> Quick, let's see the phone book, Homer. Are there any more H.A.s? Sure, only I think all this phoning is hopeless. Homer, there just has to be one H.A. in Centerville with a six and a half head size who needs a hat. What's the next number? Uh, Elm 669. Number, please. Elm 669. Elm 669. How'd you make out on Mr. Alcorn, him? Boy, he was the biggest sore head I ever heard of. Yeah, eight and a half. But I've, I've got a feeling this is my lucky customer coming up. Gee, Hen, I sure hope so. No. Uh, hello, may I speak to H. Andrews, please? Well, this is Hildegard Andrews. Hildegard? <laughs> yes? Who's this? Well, gee, gee, I don't think you'd be interested. Well, I might be. Come on, who is it? Well, no. No, no, no I'm sure you wouldn't be. Goodbye. Homer, we're just not getting any place. Hey, Henry, I just got a swell idea. Why don't you phone the police department? The police? Sure. After all, they keep fingerprints. Maybe they keep head sizes, too. <laughs> Homer, you're crazy. Henry? Oh, boy. Henry, haven't you left yet? Left, Mother? For where? Dear, didn't we decide you were to take your hat down to the Emporium and get your money back? Well, I'll tell you, Mother, I did go down, see? Oh, you did? Fine. Sure, and I had a long talk with the clerk, see... Only... Oh, and he gave you your three dollars back? Why, not exactly. You mean he gave you credit? Credit? That's just as good, Henry. You and I'll go down later this afternoon and pick out another hat. The mother, wait, you don't understand. Yes, I do understand how you feel, but until you're a few years older, you need help in selecting your clothes. But, but mother, if you'd only let me explain. Let's not talk about it now, dear. I have to start lunch. Gee whiz, Homer, my mother thinks I returned the hat. Why didn't you set her straight? I tried to, Homer. What's she going to do when she finds out I've hidden it up in my room? Boy, you're in a spot, Hen. Wait a minute. Who are you going to phone? The Centerville Times. I've got the whole thing figured out. Number, please. L-909. L-909. Who's going to the Times, Hen? Mary's boyfriend, Kermit. And he always said if there's anything he can do for me, he'd be glad to do it. Yeah? Sure, and I know he'll be just crazy about my hat, even if his initials are an H.A. Centerville Times, Editor Blakesman. I'd like to speak to one of your reporters, please. Kermit Hannigan. Hannigan isn't here. Sorry. He isn't? Oh, just a minute. 
Homer, he isn't there. He isn't? Well, why not leave a message? Sure. Hello? Yes? Look, could I leave a message, please? A very important message. Who is this? Why, you, you wouldn't know me, but, but I'm a member of the general public who reads your paper, and uh, I'm trying to locate somebody with the initials H.A. You mean he's lost? Lost? Uh, no, gee whiz, I just have to find them. Why not call the police department? The police? Would they fool around with a thing like this? I told you, Henry. Well, that all depends. What's this fellow done? Who? Uh, the fellow that wouldn't give me my money back? He wouldn't? Well, how much was involved? Well, gee, every cent I had. Is that so? All right, let's have all the information. Initials, A.J. Sure. With a six and a half head size. Are they going to help you, Henry? Homer, will you please beat it? Hello? Hello? Okay, Henry, I can take a hint. Mrs. Aldridge. The important thing is, he has to like straw hats. Are you in the living room, Mrs. Aldridge? Yes, Homer. Mr. Aldridge and I happen to be having a private discussion. Well... Did I hear you say it was almost lunchtime? Not quite, Homer. You have plenty of time to get home. <laughs> yes, dear. Well, are you sure I can't help you in any way, Mrs. Aldrich? Set the table or anything? <laughs> no, thank you. Oh. Well, I guess I'll be running along then. Goodbye, Homer. Where were we, Alice? I was saying, Sam, that you should take a lesson from what happened this morning and put your foot down. That was unfortunate, Alice, but I still maintain we should give Henry one more chance to choose his own hat. Sure, I agree with Mr. Aldrich. Homer, I thought you'd gone home. Alice, try to look at this whole thing from a boy's viewpoint. I was a boy once myself. Sure, so was I. <laughs> if you lead him down to the Emporium by the hand, you'll destroy every shred of his self-respect. Dear, I don't intend to take his hand. Psychologically, you'd be taking his hand. Sam, the important thing is Henry has to have a new hat. And since he isn't capable of choosing one himself, then someone has to do it for him. But Mrs. Aldrich... Homer, will you please go home? Sam, listen to me. Someone has to help Henry. Very well, Alice. Have it your own way. Oh, I'm glad you're being reasonable, Sam. And when you get down there... Down where? To the Emporium with Henry. Alice, I'm not going with him. Yes, you are, Sam. I've changed my mind. You're a man. You're definitely the one to help Henry select a new hat. Now, wait a minute, Alice. I think so, too. Oh, now, will you please go home? <laughs> never be in a predicament when it comes to making a choice if you choose gay, shimmering Jell-O for dessert. Tomorrow night, try Raspberry Pear Whip. Just prepare a package of raspberry Jell-O as usual, then whip it up. Fold in a cup of luscious pear pulp and chill until firm. All six Jell-O flavors, strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime, have that wonderful locked-in goodness that reminds you of the real ripe fruit itself. Ask for Jell-O. America's favorite gelatin dessert. And now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldridge. Having been told by his parents that he could choose his new hat himself, Henry came home this morning proudly exhibiting a genuine West Indian straw. And then, ordered to return the hat immediately, he ran into difficulties. Now, Henry is searching for someone to whom he can sell the hat. The scene opens in the Centerville Police Station. It is that afternoon. But, Sergeant, what's this fellow done? I don't know what he's done. All I found out is the Centerville Times is on his trail, and they'd sure like a chance to show us up. You're right. Now, here's all I know about him. His initials are H.A., and his head size is six and a half. His head size? That's a new one. Yes, and from what I can gather, the main clue is a straw hat. Now, if you find that, we'll be on the right track. Okay, I'll start checking hat stores and cleaners. Yes, and if you run into anyone from the newspapers... Yeah? 
Don't let on. We don't know anything, but try to find out who it is we're looking for. Mary, please. Henry, let's go. I have to get ready for the beauty parlor. Mary, listen. If you had a brother and he was going to die any minute now, wouldn't you make a move to help him? Of course I would. Well, okay. I've got to have three dollars. Henry, do you think I'm made of money? But don't you realize Mother thinks I've got a credit of $3 at the Emporium, and I haven't. And don't you realize that Kermit is coming here for dinner tonight, and I'm a sight? Look, Mary, why waste your money in beauty parlors? What? If you're going to marry Kermit someday, don't you think the only fair thing to do is let him see you in your natural condition? <laughs> Henry Aldrich! Mary, wait, before you get mad... When is Kermit's birthday? In June. Why? How'd you like to buy him a swell present? It's worth fourteen fifty, and you can have it for three dollars. No. Two ninety five. No. And goodbye. I have to fix my hair. You mean you're not going to the beauty parlor? Of course I am, but I can't go there looking like this. Okay, Mary. Just wait until you want me to be best man at your wedding. Henry. Mother, are you sure there hasn't been a phone call for me? No, dear. Oh, gee whiz, a reporter that won't even answer a phone call. Henry, I have to run over to your aunt Harriet first, but I want. I want you to meet me down at the Emporium in 45 minutes. At the Emporium? Yes, it seems your father has suddenly disappeared. Uh, well, look, Mother, don't you think a new hat is just a waste of money? Certainly not. But, yes. gee, you know how I always lose everything, especially a hat. Why, I won't have it a half an hour. Now, gee, Henry... wait, Mother, I'd lose my head if it wasn't fastened on. And now, dear, you really need a hat, and you have a credit of $3 down at the Emporium. Mother, listen, there's something I've got to tell you. Tell me down at the Emporium in 45 minutes. But it'll be too late then. Oh, Homer. Excuse me, Mrs. Aldrich, did I knock you over? Not quite. And please don't be late, Henry. Hey, Henry, where's your hat? It's hidden up in my room. Well, listen, I found this pilot, see, who wants a straw hat. He does? Sure. He flies planes from Miami to Chicago, and he wants a straw to wear while he's in Miami. Homer, you don't mean it. Sure, and his head size is six and a half, and he doesn't care a darn about the initials. Oh, boy, Homer, let me shake your hand. Sure, shake. Shake. Ouch. Oh, I'm sorry, Homer. It's just that I'm so grateful. Well, stop twisting my arm, and I'll give you his address. Sure, and then let's go upstairs and get the hat. You know what happened to me on the way over? What? A cop stopped me on the street and asked me my initials. He did? Sure. And when I told him H.B., he said I was just one letter out. That's funny. Do you suppose I nearly won a prize of some kind? I'll answer the phone, Henry. Okay, Mary. Only if it's Kermit, tell him he's missed his chance. Hello? Hello, Mary, dear. Why, Kermit. How are you, Kermit? Fine. As a matter of fact, Mary, I'm on top of the world. You are? I just wanted to prepare you. Uh, by the time I come over for dinner tonight, I might be out of obituaries. Really? My goodness, what's happened? Well, I haven't time to explain, Mary, but I'm working on a big story. I'm going to scoop the police department. No. Yes. So, uh, it, it won't be long now, Mary, before you and I can talk over a breakfast table instead of a telephone. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've got to be getting along. And do calls, Mary. Of course. Goodbye, Kermit, and good luck. Mary! Yes, Henry? 
listen, Mary. I give you my word. I didn't mean it. You didn't mean what? Anything. Anything I've ever said to you, except when I paid you compliments. Henry, get to the point. That's what I said. Mary, whatever I've done to you, let's both be good sports and give me back my hat. What hat? My West Indian straw that was up in my room. I haven't been anywhere near you. Mary, I haven't time to joke. Now hand it over. But, Henry, I haven't got it. Listen, Mary, I'll have Father sue you. Go ahead. I'll sue you for false arrest. Henry, I don't think she's got it. But somebody's got it. I can't have lost it. Why not? You'd lose your head if it wasn't fastened on. <laughs> oh, boy. Homer, get out of my way. Maybe I put it in here. Henry, are you going to throw everything out of your whole closet? Hey, cut it out. You nearly hit me with that coat hanger. Henry, put down that rubber bone. We cleaning block hats. Well, what I want to know is, do you stretch them? Why, sure. Well, you see this straw hat? It's a six and a half. It belongs to my son. And if it's possible, I'd like it stretched so it would fit me. Well, uh, may I see the hat, please? Yes, certainly. Oh, it's a very fine hat. Yes, genuine West Indian straw. My, my, your son has good taste. You think so? Mm-hmm. Uh, to tell you the truth, I agree with you. I'm surprised he'd want to part with it. Well, he isn't anxious to, but his mother, uh, that is... <laughs> I understand what you mean. I'm a married man myself. It isn't that mothers mean to be unreasonable. It's just that, through no fault of their own, they're, well, they're women. That's quite true. <laughs> well, I'd like to help my son out and buy this hat from him. Mm, initials H.A., huh? Now, do you think you could stretch it? I'm pretty sure I can, sir. It'll only take about ten minutes. Good, that's fine. Just make yourself comfortable while I step into the back room. And don't go away. <laughs> I just got back from the beauty parlor. Where are you? Down at the Emporium. I've been waiting for nearly two hours. Have you any idea where Henry is? He isn't here. And, Mother, do you realize it's almost dinner time and Kermit will be here any minute? Oh, my goodness, I'd forgotten. Mary, you better start peeling potatoes and let your father entertain Kermit. But Father isn't here either. He isn't? Well, dear, I'll get a taxi and be home in five minutes. All right, Mother, goodbye. Goodbye, dear. Father, where did you come from? Good evening, Mary. My goodness, that straw hat you had... That's Henry. Mary, I don't want to hear this hat mentioned again in this house. Do you understand? Father, you look upset. Is anything wrong? Mary, let me ask you something. Do I look to you like a common criminal? <laughs> no, it's not, Father. You don't look the least bit common. <laughs> Mary, I've just come from the police station. The police station? What'd you go down there for? I was taken down there. In a police car. You were, Father? I was arrested. Really, Father? Really and truly? One minute I was sitting quietly in the cleaners, thumbing through the hat buyers monthly. And the next minute I was sitting under a bright light answering questions. <laughs> it seems the cleaner telephoned some eager beaver newspaper reporter and he sent the police down. But why did they arrest you? How should I know? They didn't even know themselves. Excuse me, Father. I've got to phone Kermit. My goodness, when a prominent lawyer gets arrested, that's news. Mary, put down that phone. But, Father... Put it down. Do you really mean you'd sell your own father down the river just to get Kermit out of obituary? But, Father, our whole future is involved. So is mine. Yours, Father? Aged as I am, Mary, I have a few good years left. Please answer the phone. Hello? Hello, Mary. This is Kermit. Oh, my goodness, please. Hello, Kermit. Mary, I'm afraid I won't be able to come up for dinner tonight after all. You won't? Why not? No, I'd rather not go into details, Mary, but 
a case I was working on more or less blew up right in my face. Oh, Kermit, that's a shame. Yeah. Oh, well. Never mind, Kermit. I've got a scoop for you. Only you have to promise not to print it. What is it? Guess what happened to my father. Uh, Mary, I really have to go now. Kermit, aren't you interested? He was arrested. Oh? Uh, arrested? Well, well, I'm certainly surprised. Arrested? Why, that's terrible. Well, goodbye, Mary. You're hanging up right in the middle of our conversation. And, Kermit, why can't you come to dinner tonight? Well, I've got to cover an obituary. Oh, boy. When she gets here, Father, will you help me explain how I got tied up? Hey, wait a minute, Henry. What's that thing on your head? An aviator's helmet, Father. <laughs> well, yes, but... See, it has ear flaps and everything. Don't you think it's the most practical type hat for me? Where did you get it? From a pilot friend of Homer's. He sort of traded it to me on trust, see? And now that i found my straw hat, all I have to do is take it over to him. Henry, uh, about that straw hat... Boy, am I lucky he takes six and a half. Yes, well, the hat is now size seven and a half. What? Well, how can that be? Uh, never mind, it is. You just have to return that helmet to your pilot. Return it? Oh, no, Father. Henry, let me have a look at you. You, Mary! In the living room, Alice. Oh, boy. Listen, Mother, I can explain everything. Henry, you can explain later. First, I have something to show you all. What is it, Mother? Well, while I was waiting for Henry down at the Emporium, I bought... Here I am, everybody. How do you like me? Mother! Alice! Mother, gee whiz, what is it? Why, dear, it's a hat. A hat? I don't believe it. Mother, a brace of pheasants? Certainly, Mary. Alice, you will march down to the Emporium first thing in the morning and return that, that hat, Father. Return it? But Sam! <laughs> coming to dinner tomorrow night, do you suppose we should tell your mother I'm on a very special diet? Gee whiz, you are? Sure, because I'm anemic. You are? Gee, Homer, that's tough. Sure. To build up my strength, I have to have second helpings of everything. Well, second helpings is what everybody asks for when there's Jell-O tapioca puddings for dessert. Yes, Jell-O tapioca puddings. Newest members of the famous Jell-O pudding family. And they're a miracle of goodness, a marvel of speed. There's Jell-O vanilla tapioca, Jell-O chocolate tapioca, and Jell-O orange coconut tapioca. All three are luscious, light, and delicate, gloriously rich and creamy. And you know that name Jell-O is a trademark. It's the property of General Foods, and it tells you that you're getting a genuine Jell-O product. Ask your grocer for Jell-O tapioca puddings. And while you're about it, better get three packages so you'll have plenty for the weekend. That's Jell-O tapioca pudding. Here's hoping you'll be in your living room and ours next week at the same time. Good night, folks. And this is Dan Seymour in New York saying the Aldrich family is brought to you by the Jell-O family. For desserts that are delicious, boy, believe me, you should know. They are made by famous J-E-L-L-O. Listen again next Thursday, same time, same station, for another spot.
half hour with the Aldrich Family. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.